Welcome to Breakdown to Build Up, a podcast on existential living, an uplifting, educational, and entertaining inquiry into life's big questions with me, your host, artist, educator, and all-around Renaissance human being, Jordan Guzman. Repairing my relationship with uncertainty. My typical teenage angst was turned into a full-blown anxiety disorder. The devil itself is called obsessive-compulsive disorder. And in the mainstream media, it's usually dramatized as a neurotic germaphobe who won't shake hands and someone who washes their hands raw and has to repeat an activity to prevent something bad from happening. That's a true assessment. There are also many other subtypes of OCD, and people experience one or more of the subtypes and maybe all of them at different points in their lives. It takes a lot of forms. That's true in my experience as well. I can remember an alchemy of factors like not having a strong sense of self in my early adolescence, believing the ridiculous things that came out of my friends' mouths, Mixed with puberty and hormones, along with being a highly sensitive person, those things just came together to form a perfect storm of fears surrounding cleaning and contamination, symmetry, order, and also having thoughts that would be considered forbidden, harmful, taboo thoughts, and a fear that I would act out on these impulses. Let me paint a picture for you. I used to organize my closet my shirts, pants, shoes, and accessories by color gradient, and I desperately needed every single hanger to match. And not to mention, I had this belief that I most definitely had some type of illness that was just waiting to be discovered, and it was paired with an hyperactive imagination, which would make me feel like I could see all the germs lurking on cups, utensils, countertops, and I imagined ingesting them, and it would it, it would bring me a lot of anxiety. And I didn't like to share with anybody, share anything with anyone. And I was not only afraid I had a physical illness, but also a mental illness. And I think there's some irony in that. I even got a mammogram in my early 20s because since I was 12, I was convinced that I had breast cancer. It was just puberty. I had explained to every doctor after that why someone as young as me would have gotten a mammogram. I'd also sit in church hearing the pastor speak and having blasphemous thoughts just kind of pop into my head. And my first panic attack was in church. And I kept those things secret for a long time because who could I tell and not have them think I was a terrible person? The terror of OCD is that without treatment, it allows your thoughts to attack your morality, your sense of self, and leaves you very afraid of the unknown, over-responsible, and in a chronic hypervigilant state. You grow to feel shame because of the obvious absurdity of your fears that feel very real, uh, feel very real to you in your head, and you can't really relax. A doctor once told my mom that my breathing trouble was just anxiety and not the symptom of a rare lung cancer as my brain would have me believe. But what was I supposed to do with that information? I didn't even really know what anxiety really was. And my mother did take me to different doctors and counselors to try and get some help, but nothing really stuck. 
And one doctor gave me like sugar pills and just told me whenever I get that funny feeling to take these little sugar pellets. Well, I was searching online for explanations for some new physical symptom that I had. I stumbled on the definition of OCD. And not only germophobia and hypochondria as OCD or different types of OCD, I read all the different subtypes. And when I, when I read those articles, I felt like I had answers for what had been going on in my brain for years since, since I um, probably was in middle school or early high school. Well, in my college years, I took myself to free counseling services at UCF. And I matched with the counselor. She was a lovely lady. And um, I kind of slapped this checklist of nearly every OCD symptom. And I was like, I have this. Like, you got to help me. And while she wasn't able to give me a diagnosis, um, I thought that that was kind of the answer. She graciously set aside the checklist and really just taught me skills for coping with the stresses of life. She made me aware of guided meditations. She helped me realize the underlying distorted beliefs that were fueling my anxiety, like all or nothing thinking, incredibly unrealistic expectations of myself and my relationships, catastrophic thinking, labeling, magical thinking, all kinds of cognitive distortions. What does OCD have to do with repairing my relationship with uncertainty? Well, OCD is also called the doubting disease. And when you doubt something and you're unsure of it, well, that's normal to doubt things. It's normal to be unsure. But it's being unsure of something coupled with the extreme discomfort of not knowing that drives you to want to predict or control an outcome. And I mean, people plan for uncertainty they would have, an, I guess, a typical approach and planning, weighing pros and cons and making out a plan and taking some type of calculated risk. But when your brain has been kind of like hyper in hyperdrive, like having just a different kind of brain structure, that becomes a real source of um, anguish and pain, not knowing. So people who have OCD or struggle with anxiety, any kind of anxiety disorders or um, struggles, will want to perform rituals to gain certainty that an event will or won't happen. And the repetition, like hand washing, checking, asking for reassurance, Googling, researching, questioning, are always ways to gain certainty and an illusion of control in the mind of somebody struggling with anxiety. Maybe for you, it's not as extreme as this, but where in your life do you want to control outcomes and can kind of find yourself over planning or overdoing it in order to feel okay about not knowing where you're headed, maybe in life or a certain life transition? Where do you find yourself gripping on the reins and unable to relax and to let life kind of do its thing? We all experience this, but in different areas of our lives. But those answers are never really enough to satiate when your nervous system has been chronically hijacked by anxiety. It's like building trust on a house of cards. The question is, 
How can I know for sure? And the hard reality is that we cannot know anything for sure. The answer for me has been a radical trust in life that I've built this relationship with trust in life over time. If you have somebody in your life that struggles with anxiety, you might want to give in and and help them see all the ways that they can be certain. But sometimes the best answer is telling them that you really don't know and that it's okay not to know. And you can help them understand that fear is a normal part of life, but it doesn't have to stop us from moving forward and taking calculated risks and moving in the direction of what we really want with our lives. A mindful approach would be even to sit with that gut-wrenching feeling of fear and let it wash over and getting to know it and crying it out and let the anxiety build up like a crescendo and then let it come down again because the adrenaline pumped in your body needs to subside again. It doesn't last forever, just like any other emotion. Then you can wrap yourself up all cozy and watch a funny movie or just nourish yourself in some way. The fear of the unknown, like I said, holds us back from creating a life that is truly ours. A life where we are the authors and consciously choose the roles that we play, not the ones that religion, culture, and tradition have written for us. A lot of anxiety comes from believing that we have to walk in that script that somebody else wrote for us. Coming to peace with uncertainty has meant that I can see life as an exciting adventure. And for somebody who is riddled with anxiety and has to deal with, you know, I've dealt with it for a long time, to even be able to say that is just a testament to how much I've grown in this area. Anxiety is a normal part of life that I continually have to manage. It's part of the human experience. But when I put it in its place, it can help me plan effectively for my future. All in all, I'm learning to trust myself through deconditioning and reprogramming my subconscious beliefs and replacing them with new ones that support my unique vision for life. And believing that life, capital L, with a capital L, supports me. The antidote for anxiety and uncertainty is self-trust. I may not know where the decisions of my life will lead me, but that's where the juice of life is. Control is an illusion and surrender to the flow of life. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Breakdown to Build Up. Stay in touch with me on Instagram at Jordan Guzman Art. You can email me at jordanguzmanart at gmail.com. My website is jordanguzmanart.com. Consider supporting the podcast and my creative ventures by making a one-time donation or even becoming a patron on Patreon. By making a monthly contribution, you can have access to behind-the-scenes content, my art, poetry, writings, and other exclusive creative musings that I don't share on other social media platforms. Follow the Patreon link in the show notes for more information. Until next time. May you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be at peace. May the light of your life be a blessing to all. Be well, my friends.